0: Haunts Podcast. And a good day to you all. You are now listening to the first ever episode of the New England Haunts Podcast. My name is Josh, a.k.a. Hallawoosh. And with me today is my adorable brother from another mother. Noobs. (laughs) Whoa.
1: Thank you very much. How are you doing today, sir? Uh, I'm doing
0: great. That is a big great. It is. All right. So. Yes, you heard that right. This is a brand new podcast that is primarily focused on the haunted attraction community here in New England. Why? Because, gosh darn it, why the hell not? Hey, language. Sorry. Uh, no, the real reason is that I feel there should be one. Um uh, Every time I look, there's no real actual podcast just for the New England attractions. Uh, There's great ones about New England, like ghost stories and folklore and stuff like that. Uh, There's a handful of reviewers that record themselves talking about places every now and then, but nothing streaming on a podcast platform. Every once in a while, there's a show that interviews haunters from New England, but that's not the overall goal of their show, and some of these aren't even from New England. And, and that's the other big part of why I wanted to do this. I, I I don't know about everyone else, but I'm getting sick and tired of hearing everyone's assumption about New England. It's like, oh, you must go to Salem all the time. Ooh, oh, oh, I bet all the haunts are about witches and chowder. It's like, <laughs> like no. Daddy Sue, We aren't all about <laughs> witches up here. Most of us know that Salem is a freaking cesspool. And just because it's fun to say chowda doesn't mean we made a haunted house about it, okay? <laughs> but that would be amazing, now that I think about that. Ugh. I don't know. Uh, not sure about that. Nah, man. It'd be cool. You have, like, clam creatures... And, like, a fisherman in a rain jacket, like, over some steamy pots. All right, all you know, right. Lobster traps with seaweed all over them. And oh, evil New England fisherman. That's a theme right there. I like that. Yeah. I mean, other than the clams,
1: how would you make it about clam chowder? Uh, we could
0: do, like, a cream monster. <laughs> and, like, a butter monster it has potatoes too oh yeah a, a potato monster hey this shit's easy <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh yeah and we veered off track already look at that okay who am i to be talking about uh haunts of new england well I uh, started my haunt touring back in 2010 i usually visit around 20 haunts a season sometimes more the most i've done in a season is 39 whoa I know that's not a lot to some of these other haunt travelers, but I'm pretty sure that's a big number. Um, At this point of recording this podcast, I've been to 198 individual attractions, not including multiple visits. Uh, Visits, I've got 342. Uh, Within New England, I've been to 98 individual attractions since 2010, and half of those aren't even around anymore the other hundred haunts that I've been to spawn all the way to Wisconsin, Louisville, North Carolina, and everywhere in between. I put in a good three seasons as a hayride scare actor at Witches Woods in Westford, Massachusetts between 2001-2003. I went to Trance World in 2011, that was awesome, uh, hoping to go back one of these years. And before 2016, I didn't really make a great plan for what I was doing with all this Haunt Touring stuff. I'd post about it, I'd make a video, sort of, every now and then. So I joined the ScareFactor.com and wrote reviews for places I went to, or at least some of them. Uh, did that for six seasons, uh, helped them with some graphic work, some video work, too. Um, I was getting much better at the video stuff, and it was torture on me. And I'm not exaggerating at all. From mid-September to the first or second week in November, I was doing one of three things, working, going through a haunted house, or writing about a haunted house. And there was no time for anything else. I barely slept. I was up till like 2.30 a.m. every day. But that's a me problem, really. Uh, Some people can write these things in their sleep. I struggle with it every day and they have some pretty strict guidelines too. Uh, Fair but strict. I don't think people realize how serious the whole thing is and by October I had a baby boy and I knew committing myself to them like that again was just going to be impossible. I was lucky enough to even have a season and go to as many places as I did Uh, but that's but that's really all I did just went to them. And it feels like I have an obsession for finding all of these haunts, uh, all, all these haunted events in New England. In 2022 particularly, I don't know what it was, but it seemed like every single day I was discovering some little thing I've never heard of. And at some point I'm going to have some kind of database that's goal is to have every attraction in these six states. Big ones, the small ones, home haunts, a few unique ones, all the past ones. We'll see, but that's something I'd really like to do. Even with the few great listing sites out there right now, the Scare Factor is by far the best one. Uh, Halloween New England is really nice, but still nobody has everything. Not their fault, it's just that there's plenty of little places that don't even think about marketing or posting much of anything. You practically have to hunt them down. So, So that's me. Noobs! Yes. Who the hell are you? Uh, I'm noobs. Okay, (laughs) good. Uh, What's your commitment to the uh, haunted attraction industry? Um, I also, uh, have been, I mean,
1: not as much as you. I enjoy haunts quite a bit. Um, I just haven't been to as many as you, obviously. I also worked in the hot industry as an actor. I worked at Six Flags, uh...
0: Six Flags Scream Fest
1: Fright Fest
0: Fright Fest God damn it That's Canopy
1: League Park Fuck Um, I worked in uh, Six Flags New England's Fright Fest For Mm -hmm. uh, multiple seasons I actually worked for a small haunt in Destin, Florida It was kind of like a non-profit Kind of like uh, shit Charity haunt? (laughs) Yeah Yes, it was okay. a charity haunt at a Bass Pro Shop, actually. It was kind of unique. It was a small little thing uh, that was fun. And then I also worked at Six Flags Magic Mountain here in California for one season. Nice. So
0: I have that experience. Um, I, I heard some recent news about the Magic Mountain out there. I guess they're celebrating their 50th. Oh, no, they're doing, they're doing a spring fling haunt.
1: Really? In April. Uh, I didn't hear about that.
0: Yeah, you should look into that.
1: Oh, yeah, I'll have to check that out. I kind of have that perspective on the haunt industry as well as, you know, being an actor as well as going to these things. Um, Sweet. Yeah. So, other than that, uh, I'm excited to get into this podcast, talk about some stuff out in New England where I previously, uh, you know, grew up there for a while and see what's going on out there.
0: Because right now you're living in, like, Southern California, right? Yes. Cool. I can
1: also bend to some haunts out here too, give some perspective on what's going on on the
0: west coast out here as well so you can uh i'll try to (laughs) okay (laughs) no we're glad to have you here thank you so um so yeah the plan is to release an episode as often as possible uh these first few will be talking about the individual haunts i visited in 2022 Uh, But we have a lot of ideas for different topics. Maybe a couple interviews here and there, maybe some trips. We'll see what happens. Um, Unfortunately, I did not go to any haunts in
1: 2022. Um, What? I know. I wanted to. I mean, unlike you, I don't really like going to these things by myself.
0: Oh, I mean, come on. That's the best. <laughs> I mean, not that you probably like doing it, but... like. No, I don't. I just have to. Yeah. I just don't have people that can commit. That's fine. I mean,
1: you know, my my wife likes going, but she doesn't like it as much anymore. So I gotta... We do go to a home haunt out here every year. Mm. It's kind of easy. But she, the thing is, she, uh, is the lines, really. Oh, her. God. Tell me so, about it. Yeah. But... Um, I am going to try to go to something because this might be our last year out here. So I'm going to try to uh, check out a couple of places.
0: Uh, there are so many the, places out know. there. Yeah. There are different style, most of them. But like, oh, man, there's stuff that they're, they're not high on my bucket list of haunts out there. But I mean, Halloween Horror Nights, obviously. Yeah. Um, Knott's Berry Farm is turning 50 this year. It's gonna be crazy. Yeah. Well, not Barry, but the the haunt um, itself is turning fifty. Uh, you got Seventeenth Door. You got Reign of Terror. Sinister Point. The L.A. Haunted Hayride. That's huge. Yeah. Delusion. Whatever the hell Delusion is. That looks like. I don't know. I don't even know if I can call that a haunt. Balboa Park. Whatever the hell Creep L.A. is. I don't know. Just crazy stuff.
1: I mean, I'd like to probably check out more of the like. I do want to check out the big, like, corporate ones, like the Horror Nights and stuff, but I'd like to see what, like, some of the, what do you call them? Home
0: haunts? Not home haunts, but... Individual? Family owned? Mom and pop? Yeah, mom and pop things out here. Yeah, there's a lot, yeah. But you said that, um, you guys usually go to one called Beware the Dark Realm. Yes. But last year, I guess he partnered with two other home haunts? And they made Bones Gulch.
1: Yeah, uh, we that's were going to cool. go to that. This is, we were actually planning on going that, but it just I don't know, fell through. So probably tr- if they do that again, we'll uh, try to check that out. But um, all right, yeah, that, Well, that's we're...
0: enough about California. <laughs> Welcome to the New England Hots Podcast. Okay, <laughs> no, 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 that was fine. I think uh, one thing that I'd like to do here on almost every episode is do a little beer dedication.
1: Ooh. And today,
0: we might be talking about a couple haunts in Massachusetts. And one of my favorite breweries in Massachusetts is Stone Cow Brewery. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Down in Barrie, Massachusetts. And here, I think this is a relatively new one. This one's called New England Woodsman. Nice can, a bunch of trees, a little woodsman silhouette, the guy with an axe. It actually looks kind of creepy.
1: It's an IPA?
0: It's a Nepa. New England IPA? <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, New England IPA. <laughs> <laughs> NEPA. It's a NEPA. How would you say that? N-E-I-P-A. N-E-I-P-A. N-E-I-P-A? Uh Sure. I, th- I think it would just be nipa. NEPA. The I would just make the E, right? Yes. Okay, cool. All right, here we go. Let's crack it. Oh. Oh. All right. Oh, it smells good. Hang on. Sometimes they have a little writing on here. No, they got nothing.
1: Hey, you got to pour that in the glass so we can see. Shut
0: up with your freaking pouring in the glass, (laughs) bullcrap. Oh, that's great. Is it? And I don't even like IPAs. Oh, it's lemony. Most of them are. I know that. Tangy. Oh, that's smooth. Mmm. That was awesome. I haven't tried this one yet, so... This is a surprise to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I got to go there and check that place out next time. It is a
0: great place. Unbelievable how great the place is. Freaking, they do barbecue in the summer on uh, the weekends. They always got live bands playing. They got a big playground for the kids. Big petting area because it actually is a working dairy farm, too. Yeah. Just out in the middle of the hills. And, oh, the place is awesome. I can't say enough great stuff about it. What's the closest haunt to the brewery? To Barry to the brewery. Uh that would probably have to be 13th World Fright Park, which we will talk about on episode 2. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> so when you go to
1: what is it called again? Stone Cow Brewery. No, the haunt. Oh, 13th World Fright Park. So when you guys, if you ever check out 13th World Fright Park, make sure to stop by Stone Cow Brewery, grab some beer before, after. After. And maybe even drink some during
0: the haunt. Why would you (laughs) tell people? Stop it. Just stop it. all 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 right, let's get back into this. Uh, Well, so I figure since the next few episodes, we'll talk about individual haunts. I'd like to talk a bit about how last season went and how home haunts are really becoming more accepted thing in the haunted uh, community. I just got to say that the haunt industry and community as a whole, super obviously getting much, much bigger and better. It really feels like the general people uh, are just accepting this haunted attraction stuff and it is becoming more mainstream. Like it just is the thing to do now. So, on one hand, it kind of feels like the main mission for me has always been to change the narrative of haunted attractions for as many people as I could. And maybe that's happened. Maybe not. Maybe our generation just doesn't grow old as fast as previous ones do. I don't know. It is kinda cool to see like 60 something year old couples standing in line now for these things. Um, But on the other hand, it's not as easy to get into places. Everything is popular, everything. It was hard enough back in the days when uh, you could just show up and get a ticket and wait in line. The line took forever, they still do. Uh, But now we are in this world where you pretty much have to buy a ticket online. For a particular day and a particular time, and sometimes the haunt doesn't care which day or time, you can just buy a ticket and show up whenever. Um, Some haunts leave a stack of like 50 tickets to purchase at the window, but those are gone in like the first few minutes of opening anyway. Uh, I guess we kind of have this pandemic to thank for all of that. All the haunts had to do it so they could limit the amount of guests uh, that were coming into the haunt and the waiting line and interacting with the ticket takers. Uh, But haunts really, really liked this new style, or at least the ones that weren't doing it before anyway. I remember hearing from a lot of them say that uh, they were extremely happy with it, uh, I would have thought that they'd hate it because it was limited tickets. I still don't completely understand it, but a lot of haunts said that it got rid of all the drunk idiots who came out uh, at closing time, yeah. and all they did was make a mess of everything, and I guess that makes a little bit of sense.
1: Uh, I can uh, relate with that. I mean, I, I, during my time, I didn't, like, get a lot of
0: drunk people. Most, I mean,
1: most of my haunt experience was at Six Flags, so you don't really... Right. I mean, they do have alcohol there, but you didn't get a ton of drunk people. But yeah, I can I can understand that.
0: Yeah, it makes a little bit of sense. I just like I said, I mean, it's still limited tickets. Everybody's reporting like record nights. Right. But it's like, how can that be possible if you came from a, an era when you could sell as many tickets as you wanted? Right. So I don't know.
1: But I mean, some of these places are making so probably so much that they don't they can take that little bit of loss
0: if it even is a loss yeah because you know, like you said yeah the, the ticket prices went up a little bit i don't know but yeah. everything's changing it's okay though so back in 2020 since a lot of haunts chose not to have a season or they sold out of tickets before the start of the season i had a few extra dates on my calendar that i would have to fill up with haunts that i usually go to or bigger haunts anyway I thought it was time to finally go visit a few of these home haunts I kept hearing about. And noobs, I got to tell you, if there was a year for home haunts, I would say it's definitely 2022. That was the year. They were everywhere. And they're getting cooler and more creative. It's awesome. And we could have social media to thank for that. Uh, A lot more people are posting Uh, these houses that they drive by and some of these places get on the news because of how much internet attention they're all getting. Um, We probably have the pandemic to thank for that too, as weird as that sounds, because here's how I think it all went down. The pandemic hit, people got bored and lonely and stayed inside. People have been putting decoration stuff out in the yard all year because they'd go crazy if they didn't do something. You know, fall comes around, and Home Depot has the freaking 12-foot skeleton up for sale. Um, People drive by and really like seeing all this stuff that they put out there. Halloween was the first decorative holiday that they could go crazy with. You know, it would have been 4th of July, but people were getting arrested for being proud of America at that time, so (laughs) that didn't happen. Um, Halloween was pretty much neutral out there, except for the few Karens. (laughs) damn Cairns. Freaking unbelievable. So the 12 foot skeleton from Home Depot was cheap enough, easy to set up, made a big impression. It's not gory or anything. So all these new home decorators had a lot of fun with it. Uh, People were in bidding wars to get their hands on these things. Home Depot didn't make enough of them. Um, And now you see them everywhere. And these home hunters have fallen in love with this building up their yards because all these People would come by and look at their displays and thank them for doing it. Um, they see everyone smile. It's a special feeling. And these and these homes keep doing it every year now with more and more stuff that the Home Depots, the Lowe's, uh, maybe Granger, Menards, all department stores. Spirit Halloween obviously keeps keeps coming out with new and new stuff. Home Depot made another 12-foot thing in 2021. And it was the same concept, but it was a jack-o'-lantern head and, like, a chest that looks like it's burning on the inside. The rest of it is vine arm and legs. And and it was called the Inferno Pumpkin Skeleton. (laughs) It was a terrible name, terrible name. Um, It didn't sell as good as the skeleton, but probably second best, if anything. And then in 2022, they came out with a shorter one, but it was a werewolf. And they have a big spider, and they got a big dragon, they got a creepy uh, jack-in-the-box thing. All kinds of stuff. And this new stuff everywhere this year is fueling the Home Haunters to make their displays bigger and better. To a lot of them, it's more like they need to add more to the collection now. It's like it doesn't matter what Home Depot or anyone comes out with next, they'll buy it.
1: You know it was cool <laughs> about that skeleton? You might have seen this picture going around, but it's a photo of the skeleton hanging up lights, Christmas lights, on the yeah, person's house. Have you exactly, seen that? Like exactly. people utilizing it for that's like what Christmas I mean. Well. Like they just
0: they loved it, and that was the other thing. They didn't want to take the damn thing down. Yeah, it's easy enough to take it down, but they just didn't want to do it.
1: So that was a <laughs> creative use of it. That was pretty. Cool. Or they
0: they dressed them up as like a turkey for Thanksgiving. Yeah, <laughs> those are cool. So.
1: What would you exactly call a home haunt?
0: How would you define that? Well, the, hmm, uh, the few that I went to in 2022 were definitely home haunts. You walk through portions of their property. It's weird because, like I said before, everywhere is popular now. A home haunts aren't selling tickets online. I've never been a fan of waiting in line or being around a bunch of people. Why I like haunted attractions, I I don't know, because that's practically all you do. Um, But even these freaking home haunts, long lines, too many people. But it's because they've worked hard as hell to make something really, really cool. And uh, sure, they all could take a few notes from some of the pros on how to keep the lines moving. But still, one of the places I went to, I literally was the first in line an hour before they opened up within a half an hour there was already a line of like 50 people it was crazy for someone's home decoration thing you know
1: so were these places that you went to were these like some of the more popular places around is that why the lines are so crazy
0: i i guess i don't know um there's no real great way to see how popular they really are they don't advertise most of them only do an actual show for like a friday and saturday night and that's it and uh, damn near all the attendees are neighbors or people who traveled from the next town over. The ones over here don't get as much attention as the Beware the Dark Realm one does. You know, they aren't that elaborate. Yeah. Um, some of these home haunts are getting big enough that I would call them a pro hunt. But when they still have all volunteers, cheap tickets, all the money goes to their local community in some way, shape or form still someone's personal property I still call them a home haunt. I mean it was 2020 when I made that video of the Halloween house display that the Bates Haunted Yard did down in a uh, in Rhode Island and that made it to Good Morning America. Right. You know that was national news. You know along with a few other home haunts around the country and now on the national news it's not just talking about how cool a home haunt is it's about how some right. haunts are, like, causing problems. The home haunts. Oh, really? Yeah, there was, uh, there was two home haunts in the country that I remember made national news because of just how much attention they were getting. And mostly it's because there's no parking. You know, some of these idiots don't care that they park in someone else's driveway or throw trash all over the place. You know, all over somebody else's lawn. Um, it's a real shame. Uh, Fortunately, I haven't heard too much disrespectful stuff like that happening in New England. I'm sure it exists, but the few that I've gone to where you have to find a spot and, like, hike to the house, uh, I I can see why people who live around there would be pissed. Right. Especially if it's for more than one or two nights. So what are the two that got in trouble? Uh, the home haunts? Yeah, there's, um... Yeah. There was one... In Omaha, Nebraska, I'm pretty sure it was called Nightmare on Redick Street. The, this couple had been making a display for years, but just like most home haunters, uh, it, it kept getting bigger and bigger. And in 2022, they did a little like, um, like old Western town display in their driveway, and people could walk into it a little bit. The rest of their yard had a bunch of stuff, but as the popularity grew, more and more people started showing up. And it may have gotten out of hand with just so many people showing up, and this seems to be one of those cases where the neighbors are just angry. There might not have been anyone damaging anything, but trying to get in and out of the neighborhood—that's the problem. You know, there, there's no doubt about that. So I can see the legitimacy there. The problem with that particular home hunt is that the neighbors have been complaining for years. And it seems like nothing was ever done. The HOA of the area had to step up and uh, with all these violations that could be true, like temporary structures and hazards and stuff like that. But these home hunters are acting like the HOA is just out to get them and shut them down and everything. They started posting letters sent to them from the HOA on their Facebook page calling them out for this crap. Uh, the HOA has its own lawyers attacking them. It's a mess. Do you have... Do homeowners have to
1: get... I mean, I guess it's depending on the size, but do they have to get any kind of permits, like, to run...
0: do a home haunt? It depends on what exactly they want to do. Um, How much of a dick the city is, their town? Yeah, yeah. It could come down to... It comes down to that it comes down to the street for crying out loud it's like yeah. like, like, like this place this place has an HOA. not everybody does not every neighborhood does yeah. um, the, then there's so there's very 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 local politics and then the town people and then I mean yeah that's just how it works it all depends on I, I think the trick is you got to make friends with the town right <laughs> I think that's the big trick. <clears throat> So these guys on this Reddick Street here, they even do a Christmas display with a Santa Claus and the kids can come up and take pictures with him. And I want to say that was a fundraiser for something too. Uh, But the HOA shut that down after one night. That one I don't completely get because it didn't seem like there was nearly enough traffic at the Christmas Mm -hmm. one. I might be wrong. So what kind of neighborhood is it? It's, it's like, um, it's like one of those little cluster neighborhoods. Like everyone has a small backyard, but barely any space in between the houses. So there really
1: isn't anywhere for people to park there.
0: I, uh, no, the, the best you have is like two cars in front of each house. Right. You can't block the driveways. You can't block the hydrants. What about anywhere like
1: around the house? Like on any other side streets or in like a parking lot area?
0: Uh... No, it's it's too busy of a street, the main street anyway, and even if there was a big parking lot somewhere, that's still a lot of foot traffic crossing over the road, and you would need permits and all that stuff for that, for that to happen. Right. My thoughts, I feel, are just common sense. You know, let's look at this whole thing. You love making Halloween displays. People from all over are coming to see it. You've outgrown your limits the people around you are all pissed off and they have the law on their side you can't fight it and even if you could why the hell would you everyone that lives in that neighborhood used to be able to get to their house in one minute off the main road and now it takes them like 20 you know what what if somebody needed an ambulance right what if somebody had an emergency i I just don't understand why these people don't seem to be entertaining the thought of getting a safer location like practically every other hunt addict has done. That's usually what happens. You outgrow your home haunt and you try to go pro somewhere, you know? The thing with that,
1: though, is the way I'm thinking is, like, a lot of home haunters do a home haunt just because it's less, I don't know, probably stressful and... You know, like, once you go pro, it becomes more of, like, a business type thing?
0: Yeah, I... But not necessarily pro. You know, they don't have to go that way. Yeah. They could if they wanted to. Right. Um, what else would it be if it's not a pro haunt or a home haunt? It could be, like, a community haunt.
1: Uh, never heard of that. What is So what does that entail, basically?
0: Uh, it's like... Like, it could be just a really cool big display in front of a community building or or inside a building, some town building they aren't using anymore, something at the fairgrounds, somewhere in the park, uh, somewhere in a parking lot. Mm-hmm. You could get some food trucks or something, raise a few bucks for the fire department or a church, something. I just don't get why they seem to be so against anything like that. I get what you're saying. It's it's not that easy. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right. I'm not entirely sure, you know, what it would all take. I just feel like a simple phone call and a couple meetings with some people in your town or any other town that would, you know, would be enough. And if you really are passionate about this stuff, then a few meetings and some phone calls really shouldn't get in your way.
1: Yeah, I get that. But the difference with, like, a pro hunt, like... Okay, they have a, a home haunt right now, but they don't necessarily have enough to build pro haunt. They have to, like, you know, put a lot more into it, mm-hmm. get it to pro level, you know?
0: Most home haunts, yes. These guys, they said they have three storage containers full of stuff.
1: Okay, so they're really they're serious about this. <laughs> they,
0: they could, yeah. And, um... And that's not uncommon for a lot of these bigger home haunts. Um, and it's all in the way you map it out. A crazy home hunter has a big collection, but they jam it all in, in their front lawn. And plenty of pro haunts, well, small-time pro haunts, have props scattered throughout. But it's not like they're one foot away from each other like they are in the home haunt. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. And the other place I heard about was in Plainfield, Illinois. These guys call it the Infested Oaks because I guess they're on Whispering Oaks Ave, I think. They also call themselves Horror Props on Facebook for some reason. I don't know what they're up to. These guys made national news because they made a Stranger Things-themed yard. A bunch of their own handmade props, though. Uh, These big black tentacle things coming up from the ground, the the monsters, they had the grandfather clock from the third season, Uh, the fourth season, I guess. And if you saw the fourth season, one of the scenes was that redhead girl in the show was getting possessed or something, and her body was floating into the air. And they were able to make this girl body look like it was actually floating, like 10 feet above their driveway.
1: Was it like on a string, like kind of like an
0: invisible wire type thing? It, Yeah, it's a, it was a wire, but it was... Uh, but it must be like a super, super thin wire because you can't see it on video at all. Yeah. And there was nothing above her. The, the wire was attached to like a light pole across the street and all the way to the corner of their house. Huh. Now, this place is different. The complaints come from one person. And I think it was because people parked in their driveway and there may have been some trash. But they shut them down for like one night in the beginning of October And then a giant amount of support came from everyone all over the country, even. And the town didn't want to shut them down at all. They just said we wanted to stay up just with a few restrictions. And they had a great year. Again, though, I'd look for a safer place to do this. So what were the restrictions that they had to do? I'm not entirely sure. Um, It seemed like it was just some signs... Of where to park and to keep off the grass or something. Uh, The whole issue is that the town wanted this thing to keep going. Uh, The one in Omaha was like, not too much local support, you know? The the Halloween season in Plainfield, which is near Joliet, the area around Joliet has, or had anyway, uh, two of the biggest haunts in the country. And it's still the Chicago area, which is like just carpet-bombed with loud, intense, in-your-face-type haunts. A Halloween in this area is like something everyone is on board with, so it's not difficult to see why this home haunt got a lot more support.
1: So ne- Nebraska doesn't have any, any haunts? and
0: The state? Nah. But Omaha has like... Let me see here. Like eight I only really hear about one out there. It's called Scary Acres. It's not that far from Reddick Street at all. It looks like it's 20 minutes down the street. I mean, eight sounds like a lot for one area. Uh, yeah, it's, um, it's a good amount, so I could be wrong. Maybe they love Halloween down there. Uh, it's It's definitely not on the level as Chicago area, though. Chicago has, like, two or three websites completely dedicated to the haunted attractions in the area. Right. Actually, that was another thing I saw. Looking up the one in Plainfield, I came across someone's map of all the home haunts they found in that area. And it was massive. And that seems to be a new trend, too. These little maps that people make for their areas. I came across like four in New England in 2022. And even if it's not maps, it's just people listing a bunch of home haunts to check out. You know, Rhode Island, for some reason, has a giant population of home haunts, particularly in like the southern providence to cranston and warwick area every year someone on the news sites makes a nice list of a bunch of home haunts to go check out and even when i went to the halloween display at Bates haunted yard he even had a little sign posted up uh that listed a few more home haunts in the area for everybody to check out and then there's Haveroll, massachusetts uh, they have their own facebook page dedicated to all of the home haunts there look up Haverhill Haunt's public page and yes, it's spelled Haverhill, but this is New England so we say Haverhill <laughs> okay? Worcestershire yeah, exactly, Worcester. 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 Worcester 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 where did where did the R's go? <laughs> we'll never know none of your freaking business, that's where they went yeah, <laughs> I like it when people think there's a ch in there yeah, Worcestershire, where is that? Right? <laughs> no,
1: it was actually named after Worcester, England, and over there they actually they pronounce it Worcester. So we... well, Would you look at that? Yeah. Huh. What's your favorite
0: masshole town name? Masshole town? What do you? What you yeah, uh, by towns towns that people think are wicked hard to pronounce. Oh God.
1: I I've thought of this in the past. I'm trying to think of something right now. What
0: about you? I uh, I think the most difficult one. Is Lester really L E I C E S T E R? Looks like Lea sister, Lea sister. It's Lester. <laughs> right. Sometimes I hear it lester but Lester. What the hell? There's too many E's in this word. Leicester. Leicester?
1: Leicester. Leicester.
0: I don't even know what sounds letters make anymore. Lester. Yep. Nailed it.
1: Hold up a second. I know someone named Lester and that's not how it's spelled.
0: Why even have all these letters if you're not going to use them, Massachusetts? Whatever. What about that
1: lake? It's like the longest name in America. Oh.
0: Yeah, Lake, lake Ch- Chagogagaga. <laughs> wait, wait, let me find it. Wait, 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 I found okay, yeah. Listen to this news clip. This is a real lake we have in Webster, Massachusetts. Webster, Massachusetts officials have agreed to correct spelling errors in road signs pointing to a lake with a forty-five letter Native American name. Lake Chagogagog Man Chagog Agog Chabon Agung has one of the world's longest place names, and even some locals have given up and simply call it. Like Webster. (laughs) Anyways. uh, Yeah. So Haverhill has a whole Facebook page. Worcester, someone made a big map for everyone else. Lemonster Mass, the town recreational department, I think, has been making a map for the last few years. And they even put up signs around the town and they call it Lemonster Fright Nights. And every time I see it, I freak out because I think it's a new haunt. But it's just a map just an online map and I tried to go see some of them during the day and they were not map worthy, didn't even make sense there's at least one, maybe two houses that go all out every Halloween in in Lemonster and this map didn't even have them on it I I don't know Uh, but these little things, these little community things like these maps and listings of people's homes it's not even businesses, no one really is profiting from them Except for a couple charities. So it's it's just really something special.
1: Yeah, that's nice. What do you think are some of the cooler ones in New England? Ooh.
0: You know what? I'm going to think that one over. Let's take a quick break from all of this rambling crap and listen to some creepy-ass music. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Wastelands by Ross Bolton. Nice. Good stuff. nice. If you want to check out more of Ross Budgeon's Bugden's, uh, Bugdons Bugden's. <laughs> say Bugden. nice. If you want to check out more of Ross Bugden's uh, work you can find him on YouTube as at Ross Bugden. Nice. So you were asking me what home haunts I thought were the coolest ones in New England. yeah I don't think I could say one is above the rest. I'll name a few. Uh, but there's a lot of ones that are really cool in their own rights. And that's like asking me, what's the best haunted attraction? My answer is always, which haunted attraction do you want to be the best? Right. Do you want to be scared? Do you like a big carnival style? Yeah. Are you easily offended or grossed out? Right. How much time do you want to spend there? You you can't pinpoint a best haunt or home haunt. Yeah. Funny how it it usually comes down to which is scariest, and then people get too scared, and then (laughs) they hate the place. Of course. I will mention a few, though. Probably the most impressive designer we have is a guy in Marblehead, Massachusetts. His name is Thomas Saltzman. Saltzman. He's a custom architect. He makes some insane houses, like actual houses. Well, for the past, like, six years or so, he's been building these incredible structures in his driveway. I think he started with a big gorilla. The thing was almost as tall as his house. The year after that, he made a tall skeleton, but he wrapped a wireframe around it that looked like an old man walking. So it looked like a 15-foot-tall walking ghost. It was really cool. Wow. He did a pirate ship you could walk into a spaceship you could walk into. He made the news a few years ago because he made a a giant dragon and the whole thing was laying on top of his garage and his neck stretched out and laid across his front door. And I remember seeing the eyes moving. The nose might have blown out smoke too. Wow. In 2022, he built a giant Egyptian snake goddess thing. The, The snake body wrapped all around his garage and the body and the head with that egyptian crown thing looked like it was over two stories tall. Wow. And and the head moved left to right. It was so cool. So he built all this stuff? Yeah, the the guy is a a specialty custom architect. He can do some crazy stuff. But this is like his passion project for him. And it's just him too. That's what makes it even more incredible. If you were if you were to force me to come up with an answer for who was the coolest home haunt, i probably point at this guy. Wow. Um, But he's not? I didn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) I said he's probably the most impressive designer when it comes to home haunts. But then we have places like the Haunted Holando Halloween Maze in Shrewsbury, Massachusetts, an actual maze that has a bunch of individual areas all themed out like uh, like spider webs or witches the graveyard a bunch of home depot stuff and people come from all over to walk through it it's like a super awesome fun family thing for halloween it doesn't have actors everything is like pg there's nothing else in new england like it i think and then there's ones that I still call home haunts, though they probably are right on the verge of a pro haunt, like Salisbury Woods in New Hampshire. You know, you go into the woods and there's a bunch of actors, a bunch of sets, really, really well done. Does that make it the best home haunt? I mean, I call it a home haunt, but I don't think I could include it in the running anymore. And uh, I guess I'll just keep going on with the other three home haunts I went to because they're all very different. The one I was most excited to go to last year was called Fitzy's Fright Fest in Newton, New Hampshire. Now, I've heard people talking about this place for years. I think they started in 2000. But they weren't running it for the past few years because of COVID. And the local New Hampshire news station, uh, WMUR, puts out a viewer's choice poll every year for the best haunts in New Hampshire. And these guys kept getting into like the top five every year. It's like Fright Kingdom, Spooky World, Haunted Overload, Fritzy's Fright Fest. Wow. And that's saying a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to go and I didn't really know what to expect either. And that's kind of one of the things that I like about these home haunts. Most of their media that they share is more like just kind of behind the scenes stuff, you know, not really what they do. So, yeah. So that just makes it more exciting for me. Yeah, sometimes that works, I guess. Yeah, um, not all the time, but still. It's easier to have an open mind, though, with places like this, because they aren't trying to have an ego. Right. You know, it's not like Fritzy's Fright Fest, the scariest haunt in all of New England. <laughs> we won best runner-up in the haunted house. Blah! Yeah, it's, it's not like that. It's just a few pictures, mostly of them just having a good time with it, a lot of community support. A lot of home haunts around them, supporting them, and everyone going to each other's place. Just a big party, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they collect donations for the American Cancer Society. And they had a pretty good crowd. It was, a, it was a walkthrough in his backyard. It was a grim version of Wizard of Oz. And I think they did that theme before in a previous year, and people seemed to really like it. Uh, but he's got a bunch of props out in his driveway and his big entrance gate with columns and gargoyles and all kinds of stuff. But I got to tell you, I came real close to leaving, though, I'll be honest. Ooh. Why? Because uh, the line was moving extra slow that night. <laughs> <laughs> there, there wasn't even that many people, but I swear I was waiting in line for like half an hour and I maybe moved about ten feet, Damn. and and the people in front of me weren't wouldn't stop screaming at nothing, and the people behind me were all fifty year olds that looked like they just got back from a round of darts, you know, <laughs> vodka and their freaking Dunkin' Donuts cup. One of them was this. Uh, I got to come up with a name for these ones. There, it's like it's almost like dad jokes but they're, like, insanely not funny. Yeah, like, even dad jokes are pretty freaking funny. These are not, no, I don't like them. Like, like uh, they're, they're the ones that'll point at the zombie actors and go, Hey, it looks like my ex-wife. <laughs> you know, they look at a vampire anim- animatronic, and it's like, If I give her my number, you think I got a shot? <laughs> oh, yeah, God. it's so bad. Uh, it's it's the laughing. It's the laughing at their own stupid crap that does it for me. You know, I just want to I just wanted to snap. And I couldn't take it anymore. I got out of line. So you left because of that? No, that I was I was really thinking about it. Um, the vibe of the place wasn't really matching what I thought it would. Um, the the people online obviously had a lot to do with that. But I was like if I stay, I might be waiting in this line for, like, two hours, it feels like. Jeez. And I'm, like, walking up and down the road trying to see behind the house to see if there's, like, anything feels like I really need to see this. You know, like, through the woods and through neighbor's yards and stuff. Yeah. Because, again, their Facebook photos don't show, like, what happens. Just that there's a group of a family and friends dressed up, you know doing something out there mm-hmm. so you can go both ways with that do they do something so cool it's a secret or do they just never think about documenting the the trail at all because it's not that exciting well what do you what what is your thought about that like haunts that show a lot of
1: the actual haunt like on social media and stuff
0: uh i don't mind it yeah I know I know there's a lot of them that kind of have this inherited rule, if anything, you know to like don't take pictures and don't show it and don't spend those you know I mean if anything, the main reason why I want to go see a lot of these big name places is because I saw what they had to offer right you know yeah. um so it doesn't really bother me that much and, and, and you know it, it don't show the whole thing yeah. You know, unless you change the place every year, you know, like do a walkthrough video or something because it's never going to happen again. You know, stuff like that, but...
1: Like, even if you do show a video, I mean, some places might be like, well, if we show the video, people have no reason to go, but you don't get that experience of being inside of it, you know?
0: I, I... I have yet to come across anybody that has said I wanted to go, but then I saw a video about it, and now I know what's there, so why would I go? Right. You know? Yeah. The only times that would ever work is if you actually saw the video and you said, oh, that place sucks. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, then make it known, you know? Put it in the reviews so to let the owners know that, really? Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Most owners are not going to react like that. What? Screw you, then! I don't want your money! <laughs> but we got to move forward somehow, I suppose. Um, So I I was trying to look through the trees and see what I could see, and I was trying to feel out at the moment, and I couldn't really make a decision. But as I was gawking at the Decker decor, if you will, (laughs) uh, there was a guy in a shiny green skull mask and a monkey dude. Uh, Apparently his name is Bob, and apparently he's a pretty big deal. Um, And I... (laughs) And I just mentioned random haunted house enthusiast stuff, and we were talking, and uh, the guy in the skull mask, I asked him, are, are you Fitzy? And, and it was. Uh, and I'm like, oh, hey, I'm Josh. I go by Hallowoosh. And he goes, oh, yeah, I've seen some of your stuff. Um, so that was my in. <laughs> <laughs> so you, the, you got to cut the line. Well, it's not like it's, it's. not like he freaking pulled me. Oh, my God, it's Hallowoods. <laughs> no. no, no, no. no. <laughs> so I figured at that moment I wanted to make something for them. And in turn, I could skip the line and see the place in a way that I probably wouldn't get to see it if I had just walked through. So we'll be seeing a promo video of Fitzies this year from me before the season. Nice. Yeah,
1: I was going to ask you about that, like... Do you ever, like, try to talk to the owners if it's, like, a crazy line or something? Like, do you ever try to tell them, like, hey, I do, I do these reviews online yeah. and I go to a lot of places? and
0: not, not usually. Only when I was offering them something. Right. Like a review or a video and... I'm trying to think. You know, I, I want to say I've never ever been in the line and just snapped and went to the owner like, "I'll give you a review if you let me go through now," <laughs> but I feel I actually did. But uh, it, it might have been a dream. Wow, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> what, what I mean to say is no. <laughs> I don't. I don't use my dumb status as a critic <laughs> for leverage. To get into an attraction quicker. Well, I mean, that's such a dick thing to do.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I mean, not, I mean, you look at it this way like the smaller places, like not these crazy big places, but like if you're trying to hit a certain amount of places at a time, like one person isn't gonna make, like I could see if you had a group of 10 people, but a lot of the times it's just you, one guy. Like that's not gonna totally affect the line, you know?
0: You're, I guess you're... But to me, though, just, just personally, I feel like that's still a dick thing to do. Yeah. I mean, it's one person, you know. I, I don't even like letting people know I'm there. The big thing is I, I hate bothering them. Yeah. You know, they, they've got a million things to do, and the last thing I want them thinking about is here comes the fat prick who might influence <laughs> some people to not come if I don't give them a free shit. You know, that's just, I I hate feeling like that. I I don't like that at all. And
1: sometimes they might like, oh, this reviewer guy's here, guys, step it up, you know, or something like that. Yeah, I
0: hate that too. I don't want people doing that. You should be giving it 100% as much as you possibly can, Yeah. you know. And this is the only time I have ever done something like this. But this is me making a promo vid for them, which they don't seem to have... Any to speak of, you know, in exchange for me skipping ahead in in the line. It's not even the price of a ticket because the place is free. You know, they take donations for the American Cancer Society. Mm-hmm. So that's as close to let me in because I'm on the internet as I've gotten, <laughs> I think. <laughs> it's so bad. I'm on the you internet, know. damn it. Because they really don't have, you know, they got a, a ton of pictures there, but no. Real great video, nothing that really pops out and, like, says, check this place out, you know? Yeah. And that's fine, you know? If that's what they want, then that's fine. But I asked him, if would he like something like that? And he was like, yeah, that'd be cool. So, excited about that. Yeah.
1: Um, do you like doing those for, like, smaller haunts that you like to, like, put a little more focus on that feel like should get a little more uh, awareness
0: Again, only if they want it. Yeah. I remember I remember one time a haunt was asking me what I could do and like an asshole, I'm like, Well, how big do you want to be? <laughs> 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 and I didn't really mean it like that. I meant like you know, like uh I, I don't want to be the one responsible for making you way too popular, which usually causes problems. Yeah. Not that I thought my shit would make them, <laughs> <laughs> but it came out that way. But that's what I, but, but that's what I go with now. It's like, are you comfortable with what you have now, especially home haunts? Right. You know they. You know part of the reason why they wouldn't want to go pro in the first place is because of how low key it is. You know. Yeah. Like there's one right down the street from me, and I asked him, "Would you ever want to go pro?" And he instantly, no. screw that no i like just working in my garage and just doing my thing i get that you know yeah it's like but at the same time it's like can i make like an awesome three minute epic killer video of your place and make everybody from the state come and want to see you because (sighs) it looks like it's bigger than it really is yeah no i don't want to do that right But I guess to sort of answer your question, I mean, yeah, I would rather do videos for the smaller places that you know would would like more attention.
1: Yeah, it feels more rewarding. That could even be like side thing, like to. But you could you could like charge like places like to, to make videos, like hype like ah. you know, videos too. But
0: no, I th- I think just letting me go and see them is enough for oh yeah i they, mean like, it, 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 i could make it a, a legit business if i really wanted to yeah but i'm still just a jerk with an iphone <laughs> you know <laughs> no but you are good and, like at final it, cut pro
1: that's all i got you know especially <laughs> the hot stuff you like they could hire you know a film crew like like actually people that make you know yeah but you with your passion for the hot industry you do these videos really well, so like, it would come out probably better from someone like you, you know? Uh,
0: not necessarily. <laughs> it depends. I mean, really, the stuff that I make is is just like clips of stuff that I took and stuff that other people took. <laughs> yeah. And then I mesh it in together into a freaking music video. Yeah. And it's a cheap trick. I mean, I'll be freaking <laughs> humble as hell about it. It's 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 cheap, <laughs> okay. Yeah. The freaking there's the, the music goes bum 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 and you're just cutting different interesting pieces of video when the bump bump goes off, you know? Right. And it's like, yeah, a lot of people will react to that and be like, Oh cool. But it's still cheap. It's mm. yeah. <laughs> you know, and if I can't come up with anything better than that, then no, I'm not gonna charge anybody. What the fuck?
1: No, I'm just saying it could be something.
0: So, uh, Fitzy's trail was pretty good, especially because the whole thing stuck to a theme—the dark, evil Wizard of Oz. So they had a Dorothy as a creepy, evil girl, almost like a doll, almost. And uh, and you'd walk into some corn stalks, and the Scarecrow comes out. The Tin Man had a bloody hole where his heart is supposed to be. Um, I mean, he comes out with his axe it, l- it looks like he murdered somebody For the heart actually <laughs> nice. That's what it looks like uh, The lion was supposed to be there But he wasn't that night And they've got the witch they got the flying monkeys The munchkins Everything wraps up with the wizard And he bursts out of this curtain thing Come forward I am the great and powerful Lord, And welcome to the end of the Red Brick Road, come forward. It was a lot of fun, but this home hot gets to use a whole backwoods area, just like Salisbury. And again, does that mean that it's better than the others? It, it's a bonus, so long as you use it right. But I'm still never going to say the best. I love them all equally, so long as you keep the spirit alive. And there's an amazing place in Tewksbury, Massachusetts. Um, I'm calling it the Oakland Ave Haunt, but I think he calls it the Oakland Ave Cemetery and Tewksbury Asylum. Um, the place was like a freaking myth to me. For years, I started hearing from random people that, that know the area better than me. They'd be like, Oh, you like the haunted house stuff? Have you been to that one in Tuxbury? It's really good. And I'm like, Tewksbury? I've heard of one that was in that area like 20 years ago. It was called the Livingston Street Terror. I can't find any listing anywhere for anything else. Yeah. But but these weren't haunt enthusiasts, so I figured they just have their towns messed up or something. But I start hearing it from more and more people over the years, and nobody can tell me where the hell this is, though. And there's no Facebook page, there's no Instagram, no nothing. And this year, I finally had enough of people bullshitting me around, and the best I could get was a couple street addresses to go check out and see if something cool was there. Um, The first few I drove to didn't look, like, super worthy, but they were nice. And then I went on to Oakland Ave and saw this house that was, like, what... It's like as if the Halloween gods just opened up a Shamu tank full of Halloween props <laughs> and lights and poured it all over this guy's house. It was nuts. This was the place I waited in line for two hours long like a freaking creep just standing out in front of this guy's house. <laughs> it was just an awesome display. And, uh, and his haunt went into his garage and out the back of his house through like a mudroom or something and then through his backyard all these little spaces but my god the amount of animatronics this guy has all of them working perfectly too i didn't get that and and they're all themed too like a, like, there was a Haunted Mansion style, all of them clustered together. Right. And there's a werewolf one out in the back all together. Uh, the Harvest Scarecrows with pumpkins and apples and corn style. Uh, I'll never forget that they he had a, a clown section in his garage. You don't walk through it. it. It was in the garage, but like right before you went into the mudroom, if you looked behind you, there was this whole hallway just full of every creepy-ass clown all moving and laughing. And clowns don't usually bug me out. That was insane. They got me. Were they animatronics? Or yeah, they all of them. Oh, okay. All animatronics. Oh, okay. It, you know, it takes the guy three to four months to build all of this stuff, and he accepts donations for the Red Cross. So he has no social media presence at all for this none that I can find dude not even, in like, not even in like the little articles of like the check out these fun spooky Halloween decorations in the area yeah. these little articles that they come out with they they list like 20 homes in the entire county and this guy didn't make the cut he's been doing it for like 20 years
1: why doesn't he have like the older guy why doesn't he have like anything at all online
0: hey, I don't think he's that old i mean i i honestly didn't ask um i didn't i did talk to him for a bit his name is joe and it seems that 2022 was his last year doing the walkthrough haunt he'll probably still put up some yard decorations um he says he might go pro um uh, but uh my best guess is that he was attracting well enough attention without marketing himself at all mm. there's a good amount of nice home displays in, in Tewksbury, too, so maybe the word just got around enough because everyone in that area loves Halloween so much. Right. You know, but there's another guy, like I was talking about, it's like, do you want to become more popular than you are? It looks like this guy doesn't want any of that. Yeah.
1: So, he was doing fine. So, why isn't he doing the walkthrough anymore after this
0: year? Uh, well, he says it's because of the damage that the kids do when they walk through the place. But, I mean, um... You know, I'm a wide guy, and I tell you, there was no way in hell I couldn't bump into props. Yeah. You know, th- there were times I felt like I was literally crawling through them. Okay? <laughs> he even had a sign out in the front of his house with all the rules, and it seems like a good chunk of them were for the people that might cause damage. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like a you know, max amount of people at a time is three. You can't carry your kid. Under twelve must be accompanied by a twenty-one plus adult. If you're a, it literally if you're a toucher or a runner, you can't enter. (laughs) You know, obviously, I'm not trying to break anything, and I and I didn't thankfully, but I could see some kids pushing things around a little bit. It's it's a shame, but it'd be cool to see him do a pro hunt. That was a really really cool one, and even then joe was telling me about two other home haunts in the area that i haven't seen on any list anywhere and one was a one of those projection mapped houses where they made their own video and projected it you know you ever see those things um yeah i think
1: i see some people have them for like christmas theme too right is that what you're talking about
0: right yeah it's more like a like an animated video that plays with the house it's not just like a projection of like halloween shapes floating yeah you know it's like an actual show right um i have yet to see one in person but dan those things can get really creative and another house that was down the road with a, a whole cluster of decorations uh, a lot of them were handmade so that's cool too a lot of pro haunts i talked to they don't really get a chance to go see each other but they support each other and the way that they talk about each other's haunts it's like Oh yeah, I hear they're doing really good stuff, uh, really good. Got a lot of stuff. yeah, I haven't been there, but it, it looks great and and what I'm really looking for is, oh yeah, you gotta check out these guys. They got big gargoyle things that breathe fire and they have a clown tent with acrobats and contortionists and oh oh, and they make these fresh baked pumpkin chocolate chip cookies and, you know <laughs> that kind of stuff right. <laughs> And, and that's the kind of attitude I'm getting from these home haunters talking about other home haunters. Right. It's, it's kind of weird. It's like they're all in their own little thing.
1: Maybe because they're, like, smaller and it's kind of like a more of a family type thing because they know how it is, you know, with a home haunt. Maybe.
0: Haunter. Maybe, yeah. I mean, they are all different, but I just feel like they're a lot more friendly and outgoing with you I mean, obviously, pro haunters have a lot more on their mind, right? Right. But... It'd be cool to see pro haunters, you know, get really excited about other people's places like that. The other home haunt that I went to was called the Redfield Circle of Terror, and this is in Derry, New Hampshire. It's put on by Wayne Morell of Wayne's Tattoo World. Uh, really cool setup. They also made their way onto the Top 5 Viewer's Choice Awards and, uh, uh, for Best Haunts in New Hampshire a bit different from the other home haunts because he lives in a much more spread out neighborhood so I had a different vibe before I even saw the place just because of the location but he had a bit of a a, a different approach or vision Um, it was very much more like a like a a walk around his junk kind of vibe (laughs) (laughs) walk around his junk? alright calm down perv (laughs) (laughs) this was creepier Uh, the vast Uh. majority of the home haunts tend to play with the theme of Halloween decor you know just like fun elaborate displays of just Halloween stuff and this place had an okay amount of that but still it it was like a darkness swooped in one day and slaughtered all of the decorations You You, you, you uh, you, you know what it was It's it's a home haunt designed and run by a tattoo artist who's also a medieval geek and probably isn't a devil worshiper officially, (laughs) but he wouldn't mind being called one. All right. right. And I just made a huge assumption right there. So if I'm super wrong, I apologize. Um, I'm just just (laughs) saying that that's what it sort of felt like. So what made you think he was a devil worshiper? Okay, I'll get into why I say that in a bit, but um, this is kind of what I'm talking about when I say there should be a New England-based podcast for haunts. Because I think most people in New England, at least the ones wanting to listen to a haunted attraction podcast, will understand what I mean when I say someone who isn't a devil worshiper, but doesn't mind being called one. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You know, other other parts of the country, even haunters, they'll have a very different take on the whole thing. And I know that's generalizing a lot. I'm just saying. I hope and I think that uh, when when I say someone over here might not mind being called a devil worshipper, that most people would imagine someone who uh, likes likes cosplay with the theme of the dark underworld stuff. Right. Nothing more. You know, is that better? (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. That makes more sense? Okay, cool. So that being said, the Redfield Circle of Terror, they they aren't going to touch you or hurt you or try to scare you too bad. But there's a good chance that someone might be playing with like a little Renaissance Fair battle hatchet. (laughs) Like real metal. You know, they, they they were auctioning off a drinking horn, for crying out loud. Nice. <laughs> the entrance into this guy's driveway has two dragons on either side, sticking their heads up like they're shooting fire into the sky. And it's a torch coming out of both of their mouths. Wow. And that's what he has for lights out there, to show where his house is. The haunt itself doesn't really have anything to do with medieval stuff, but the facade he built around his house... Is this big dark castle? Right. You know they they don't shy away from painting pentagrams on their face or upside down crosses. You know he's got a fire pit going with the big red rope line uh, pentagon on the uh, on the ground. Mm-hmm. And this is why I said devil worship. You know it's uh, it's not that I have anything really against that. It's just that it felt very I don't know kind of immature, I guess. Okay. Why? Well, like, to me, it's like, if you're going to use symbols like that, you know, pentagrams, upside down cross, you know, make the theme about that. Don't just throw it in there. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's just a personal preference thing, I guess, because the walkthrough of this place was great, but, but it was still like that random mishmash of junky stuff with old Halloween decorations type haunt. Which is something I actually enjoy a lot. It's really creepy. It kind of reminds me of like House of a Thousand Corpses feel.
1: Yeah, like if you're gonna have like pentagrams and like devil worship stuff. I mean, you, I guess you could tie, tie that in with anything. Yeah. Like clowns, but they're like devil worshipping, like Satan clowns or something. But right. Like, yeah, I get what you're saying though.
0: But and it was like that for for the whole thing, just a bunch of weird, creepy stuff. But then all of a sudden. Pentagram, and I don't know. It's 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 not that I find it offensive or anything like that. It's just that I feel it doesn't match. That's that's exactly what it is. Like to me, it represents something a lot deeper than whatever is happening here. You know, technically, it wasn't even a pentagram on the ground. Actually, it was just a five-point star. But still, it, it was more that it just encompassed this feeling of this attitude. The place was giving off. Everywhere else felt like it was for the community, and anyone could enjoy it. You know, not that this place didn't have that, but there was something a bit more like intimidating for all the wrong reasons, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, um, like the type of place that would almost encourage people to drink and smoke and lie. <laughs> not that they do, but it felt like the kind of place that would. Uh, So was there people smoking and drinking in line? Definitely drinking. They poured all of their stuff into thermoses. Uh, Smoking, they were decent enough to walk away, but they didn't go too far. And the group that I had to put up with for the whole half hour I was waiting was this bunch of uh, middle-aged moms with all these sorts of daddy issues, I bet. (laughs) They were acting like this was a goddamn bachelorette party for some reason. Maybe it was. I don't know. Uh, they were wearing these stupid plastic hairband things with the little lights going off them, screaming "woo" the whole time for no reason. You know they were driven to this place on this flatbed trailer thing, and it was all decorated with Halloween cheap crap. You know, hauled by a tractor going two miles an hour, and, and one of them brought their own lawn chair to sit in while she waited in line. <laughs> So every time the line moved, she had to get out of the damn thing, pick it up, move three <laughs> feet forward, put it down. It was annoying as hell. <laughs> and then there was this, uh, Q line actor, actually two of them. One was a little girl who would walk up to people and just stare at them. It didn't work on anybody. And she, she didn't switch it up. It was just this little girl, just some family friend, just doing stuff. I know. Um, but this other guy, who was in a trench coat and a leather hat, long beard, just kept going up and down the line the whole time, just going, Hey! What are you doing? Hey! What do you want? It was a hell of a lot more entertaining than the kid, but he just wouldn't stop. There was no breaks. The kid kept going, too. I guess there's something admirable about that, you know, especially sure. since it was just a home haunt, um, but I found it a bit annoying after a few minutes.
1: No, like going back to like the pentagram and like the devil worshipping stuff, that there's people like that in the real world. So that I think that actually would be a cool theme if someone did that, because it's like it's a home haunt, so it's a little more personal. Hmm. Like if someone did a full theme like that, like you were saying, like you were hoping the whole theme of the haunt would be like that if they're going
0: to use that stuff are we talking real satanists yes uh. <laughs> no i'm just saying like that could
1: also like are these people like actually like devil worshiper just to make it a little more realistic more and more scary and stuff you people well could have i that mean yeah there, it, there's you know? the
0: theme of devil worship there's the theme of you know using the pentagram and satanic rituals and stuff like that like yeah i've been in things like that it would be cool if a home haunt wanted to do that be a little bit more you know dark like that sure right. but when you say no real satanists aren't like that <laughs>
1: no i know but they, I not that also... not
0: that i'm a satanist or anything like that but i mean they get a bad rap i'll, I'll say that yeah. <laughs> They they really no. do there's there's a church of satan in, in salem you know yeah. nobody's freaking saying anything about anything of them they're just <laughs> they're just weirdos living their life you know
1: <laughs> no, but I was just going through in my head, like, what if that actually was, like, a... That actually happened in real life, like, this group of, like... It's more of, like, a movie oh, story. like if, a uh, okay, yeah. Like, this we'll group kind of, of Satanists, like, devil worshippers, like, created this haunt and, like all this shit like oh this stuff looks real like it's all this stuff that they actually have <laughs> but it's actually a real like devil worship like group and they made this home haunt and like people go through and like they start disappearing and shit
0: yeah like if it was <laughs> like a movie yeah it would be a and then one movie.
1: of the and then like the main guy in the movie like goes into this room and he's not supposed to and it's like all these like bodies hanging he's like this shit looks real <laughs> like I don't <laughs> I know it's just a random thought I <laughs> Well, something like no, that no, happened. that would be
0: cool. That would but but you bring up an interesting point though, like well not really that interesting, so I'll just <laughs> keep on going. <laughs> no, but what if there was a haunt that was actually put on by Satanists? Yeah. I there I can't imagine that hasn't already happened. <laughs> Maybe Somewhere. it's
1: happened and no one knows about it.
0: Yeah, it's just, like I said, the s- Satanists get a bad rap, you know. <laughs> they, uh, they're not evil. <laughs> you know, so they could have put on, like, some kind of, like, a fundraiser thing, you know. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, shit, the Christians freaking already did, you know, their version of it. Actually, a lot of the haunts started in churches. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then they made the things called hell houses, where they pretty much turned the whole thing into a preach. Mm-hmm. You know, you walk through, well, we'll talk about Hell well, hot. someday. That's another someday.
1: episode.
0: Yeah. But I'm just saying, I never thought about the other way.
1: Yeah.
0: Hmm. hmm. Interesting. I'm going to put that in my notes. All right. So, finally, I headed into this uh, Redfield Circle attraction. Already impressed they have a laser tunnel at a freaking home haunt. Awesome. It seems like the whole first portion of this haunt is underneath their house. They have like a deck or a screen and porch or something. And this is where it felt most like this old Halloween decor mixed with rusty junk theme. You know, body parts and old fridges, pictures, frames, and orange string lights, trash bags and tarp walls. That kind of stuff. You know, good, good sets for a home haunt. Good amount of volunteer actors doing the best they can. Good job. They had this little shed out in the back that you could walk into. And I don't know if it's an actual tattoo booth or tattoo parlor. Sure as hell looked like it. Or if it was just for the haunt. But um, but that was the first time I've seen a haunt use a tattoo artist and a victim in the chair as, as a scare. And I thought it was awesome. That's unique. It turns out, though ain't this hilarious barrett's haunted mansion which i didn't go to in 2022 uh i heard they completely redid their outdoor haunt and wouldn't you freaking know it they have a tattoo parlor scene really (laughs) (laughs) but redfield gets the first credit for it because they are tattoo people so it's been there for a while (laughs) so how long have they been doing it uh 2017 i think was their first year And the walkthrough went into the woods a little bit, and I heard people in the line that had been there before talking about how much they liked the mattress in the ground. And I'm thinking, oh, it's just a squishy floor. I've been over a bunch of those. Oh, I bet you have. (sighs) Well, this wasn't a squishy floor. Uh, this was a legit super bouncy old old twin mattress covered in leaves at the bottom of a decline. So, so you're kind of speed walking into this thing like a damn trap. <laughs> that was dangerous, but these, but these drunk ladies loved it apparently. The squishy floor that are made up of uh, in pro haunts, those feel more like a, like like a slab of thick rubber wrapped over a sheet of plywood. With big chunks of meat and a bunch of oil in between. That's exactly what it feels like. This was like stepping on a bunch of cartoon springs. I miraculously didn't faceplant myself, but I stopped for a second like I was in an active minefield. Like (laughs) Uh, Actors are all over the place. Each one doing their own thing. No real theming here, that's fine. The path leads back to the front of the house and then out into the street bunch of random sets bunch of random characters that five point star thing a little fire pit i i don't really have much else to say about it it was good um just a very different vibe from the other home haunts which i guess is a real good thing too you know have some diversity in this were they free yes but they take donations for the local food bank Mm -hmm. um And you can also bring non-perishables. They donate quite a bit for a little Halloween thing in the middle of nowhere. I'm impressed. Would you say that most home hods are for charity? I'd say so. Um, If if not because they just want to be a fundraiser for something, uh, some of them might be forced into it. I don't know all the legalities of it, but I know you have to set up an actual business in order to charge people. And you have to get much more strict certificates in order to charge people to walk through your own attraction. And those cost money. Yeah. You know, uh, regulated equipment and fire control stuff all cost money. I'm not sure if home haunts don't have to follow these rules. I'm not sure. But I do know it's a hell of a lot easier, and the town usually feels better about you if you just accept donations for a local. Something, yeah. So that's pretty much all I can think of to say about the home haunts I went to in 2022. Why don't we take a break and listen to another edited down number? Okay. Haunted by Ross Buck. Beautiful. Thank you, Mr. Bugden. Uh, Want to check out more of Ross Bugden's music? You can find him on YouTube at Ross Bugden. There you go. And we're back. Going to start wrapping things up here as far as the haunt community is going. Uh, I've noticed a couple more trends getting more popular. One of them is haunts are doing a lot more warnings on the customer service side. In particular, posting messages and stuff deliberately saying... The busier days are going to be Friday and Saturday, especially a week or two before Halloween. So we don't want to hear any of you whining when you're standing in line for five hours. But if you come on Thursday or Sunday, it probably won't be that bad. Are they really saying that, though? No, but they're just telling people to come on less busier nights. (laughs) I feel like that's obvious, but... Well, you would think so, but they don't care. Yeah. Also, it's like, um... Like, I came on a Saturday, I expect them to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. Um, so, it, it, it's like they have to be freaking parents, too. You know, they have to flat out say, It's it's a bit wet out there, please wear shoes. Please wear warm clothes. And they say that. They definitely say that. It's going to be wet, so put on proper footwear, for crying out loud. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen the drama when it comes to this, but I feel like since they're posting stuff like that, there must be a ridiculous amount of stupid people who show up on a muddy, cold night wearing Crocs <laughs> and complaining about it like it's the haunts' fault for why mud exists.
1: Yeah, you know? <laughs> not
0: hard to believe.
1: It's just embarrassing. Now, are you talking about home haunts or is this just
0: haunts in general? Just haunts in general, oh, okay. yeah. And also, a lot more of these daytime hours, these family-friendly nights, kids' days, the no-scares, lights-on shows, whatever you want to call them. It seemed like everyone was doing something along those lines at some point. And it's awesome. You know, I got to take my one-year-old baby to Haunted Overload. It was freaking awesome. It hit different in 2022. I always knew that these little no-scare lights-on events would be good. But now I'm really thinking about it. And it's like, you know, parents want to check out these places, too. Mm-hmm. And the kids are too young to do the real thing. Perfect happy medium for both. Right. You know, and also, like, pretend there's a haunt owner sitting at their desk in the middle of the day. Right-hand man comes in. Hey, there's people out there, and they want to check it out right now. Uh, but we aren't open right now. No, 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 they they don't want all the actors and stuff. just just flick on the lights to let them walk through but but I have to get the fog and the music. No, no, they don't care about that stuff. Just charge them ten bucks and let them walk through but but it's not scary right now, God damn it, Otis! <laughs> <laughs> just take the damn money and flick on the regular lights. boom, money,
1: so do I these daytime family things a lot of them charge most of them charge for
0: this charge yeah charge something yeah. yeah just a little bit of money it's but i mean it's better than freaking not having that money at all yeah you know and obviously i'm not trying to say that this might replace regular haunts but there is a steady population out there of people with kids who like this stuff but not enough to risk the kids bedtime yeah. or their own you know jesus everybody's busier it's not that hard to think that maybe there's people out there who have zero interest in, in wasting three hours of their night standing in line with a bunch of annoying trash, you know? <laughs> wow. <laughs> you really don't like people, huh? Hate people. People suck. <laughs> Sucky people hate them. You know why I hate them? Because they suck. <laughs> I like hunters though, most of them. They hate people, too, because they suck. <laughs> but yeah, almost everywhere had at least one day for their no scare lights on daytime stuff. It sounds like a cool thing for other uh,
1: haunters from other places to go check out like during the day because they're you know they're all working at
0: night. Yeah, true. Um, it, it's funny you mentioned that actually. Uh, for the past twelve years now, Barrett's Haunted Mansion in Abington, Mass, has been uh, doing a lights on tour on select dates. Usually in the early afternoon on Saturdays during the season, and there's a good amount of haunters that go to that one. Barrett's is one of the most detailed haunts in New England. Amazing job they do with that place every year. Um, But the tour is also their behind the scenes stuff, too. So they got their costume trailers, the security monitors, you know, where the actors hide, all stuff like that. All stuff that haunters would really want to check out look at do any (laughs) other haunts offer stuff like that um not that I remember but I think the majority of haunt owners love showing off their operation to other people a lot of owners that I've talked to are like oh come over anytime you know Barrett's is a little bit different they're also managing a restaurant and got a million and one things going on all the time they're just crazy that's good though at least they're offering something I guess yeah, I, uh, I'm i going to check it out one of these years. Looks like uh, this year, 2023, they're part of the Legendary Haunt Tour. So I'll get to see that stuff anyway in November. What's the Legendary Haunt Tour? Oh, uh, sorry. Uh, for anyone unfamiliar, which I'm sure is not a lot of you, the Legendary Haunt Tour is an annual destination trip that allows haunters from around the country to check out all of these big-name attractions. Uh, this year's trip coming up here, they'll be checking out Salem because dumb <laughs> and going to Haunted Overload, Fright Kingdom, and Barretts. Cool. So they go to like a different area every year? Yeah, last year they went to Nashville. Yeah, and they had like four stops, you know, two a night. Um, they came up here in 2014 and I got to check it out. We went to Spooky World, Fright Kingdom, and Haunted Overload. Uh, Spooky World got freaking... I'll never forget it because Spooky World got a freaking lobster dinner catering for everyone. Oh, my gosh. And Fright Kingdom got a nice barbecue chicken dinner. I wish I went last year. They had, like, world-famous barbecue spots and hot chicken spots in Nashville.
1: Damn. oh uh, So the food's, like, included? Like, they get stuff
0: from the area that they're in? The food's included... That might have been the first year they did it, I'm not sure, but um, I haven't paid close enough attention to, to what they were serving every year. It's usually the first haunt of the night that provides catering, mm-hmm. and I'm imagining it's up to them and the people, hope they just do something special like that. But I think they have Spooky World to thank for that. N- New England Lobster Bake. <laughs> Did I say it was a baked mussels clam chowder wow. with the potatoes and corn? It was it was really something special for all those people who live out in the middle of the country mm. and don't get to try that much seafood. But I don't know if Haunts on the tour have made it a tradition or not to try to make it, like, foods from their area. That's also a good so. thing, like,
1: to showcase that food in the area, like... Hey, to like maybe entice people to come back, like, wow, that oh yeah, know, that sure. New England, yeah. like we had a good the haunts were great, but also the food was really good too. You know,
0: we have some of the best food. I gotta say, California's got some pretty damn good food options over there too. So oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then you freaking make a food review channel and you go to Taco Bell every time they come up <laughs> with some freaking stupid thing. <laughs> hey, they told that the good thing
1: about out here is. A lot of the fast food places like test items out here, that's why I was going doing. Oh, really? The, okay, I did a, know that. you know, it's LA, it's a big market, so that's what I was doing when I went sometimes. When I went to the
0: hey man, <laughs> stop! No, just... <laughs> my food reviews are good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, god. <laughs> noobs literally goes to a place sits in his car and takes a video of himself eating the thing and then goes it's pretty good and that's the end of the review <laughs> <Fuck you. Okay. laughs> um, and uh some more stuff uh from last year so a really good year for first year haunts it was a really good year because of all the, the haunts that decided to finally come back since the pandemic, too. And, uh, and when I started looking to see who might be opening back up, I find all these brand new ones. Thinking to myself, like, what the hell? What's going on this year? You know, Rhode Island now has the haunted gallows Connecticut's got haunting on the ridge and the forsaken lands 13th World Fright Park in Massachusetts Duke's Spook House in New Hampshire Fright at the Fort came back in Maine you'll hear about all these guys in my upcoming podcast but yeah I I don't exactly know what to make of it Haunt's just popping up like crazy around here I don't know about everywhere else but it feels universal you look at some of these other countries and see how like Five years ago, they might have had one haunted attraction, and now there's like more than one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Very good analysis.
0: You're welcome.
1: Now you said universally. Yeah. So that means on other planets, there's hot ha- haunts. Not k- dude. <laughs> oh wait, do you, do you think there are haunts, you know, on other planets in the universe?
0: in the sense that if an astronaut went to mars and then walked into a cave he had no idea what the hell was in there yeah i guess that's technically a haunt (laughs) so there you go damn so that's what i took away from 2022 a lot of great things happening with the home haunt scene some not so great Uh, a lot of people wanting to see more haunts during the day or in a different way um everything is just going up for the haunt community Now, I just got to hope that it's the right kind of up, really. So, like I said, I'll be trying to pump out these episodes as often as possible. You can find them here on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Facebook. Not sure what other sources I'm going to be using, but I'll let you know as soon as I do. I'd like to thank uh, Noobs for joining me today. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Woosh. Thank you for having me. What did you learn? Um... Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, to, uh, I didn't mean to. Yeah, that's what I was so go ahead.
1: No, just um it's nice to hear the uh home haunt industry
0: is uh ramping up uh, out there. Um out here. It's t- a legit industry now. Yeah. It's not just, you know, people doing home haunts. It's like it's like recognized as its own thing. Right. Like, they have their own type of insurances and things like that. It's, it's really crazy. And it's not just, like, there's people.
1: these people are passionate. Like, it's not just, oh, put a couple things in the backyard and mm-hmm. walk through. It's, like, they got, you know, the guy you said has, like, storage containers and stuff. So, it's, yeah. people are That's actually crazy. Uh, passionate about this stuff.
0: Yep. <laughs> <sighs> Alright, so next episode is number two. My trip to 13th World Fright Park in Palmer, Massachusetts to check out their first year attraction. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your day, night, week, month, and even your Your year. year, (laughs) Uh, Thanks for listening. Let's party!